Hello there, and thanks for joining me on today's uh, podcast. Empty nesters. That's the topic for the podcast today. Homes that have turned into an empty nest. Some very dramatically, suddenly, unexpectedly, on with unpreparedness. Others, it was expected, anticipated, planned for, and enjoyed. And everywhere in between. But every, every parent, every home, at some point in time, faces this issue of the empty nest. And one author kind of put it this way in a quotation. It will be gone before you know it. The fingerprints on the wall appear higher and higher. Then, suddenly, they disappear. Isn't that picturesque? Don't all of us remember the times when our kids put fingerprints on the wall and they were very small? And then all of a sudden those fingerprints went halfway up the wall and <laughs> before you knew it, they were all almost up to the ceiling for some... You know, that's the way it is in homes. We have these experiences, we cherish them, we remember them, we recollect on them, we recall them, we reminisce on them. Because they're gone. They were there once, and then they're gone. The kids were there once, and then they were gone. You know, empty nest is a kind of a phenomenon that we all will face. So we might as well take a look at it. Recently I was introduced to a book by Patrick Morley. He's the author of The Man in the Mirror. But he wrote a book, Second Wind for the Second Half. Well, I picked it up because... In a way, I'm in the second half, but I'm really beyond the second half. You think about it, I already played the first half. I already played the second half. Now I'm playing the third half of my life. I've been an empty nester, and Maurice and I have been an empty nesters for a long time. And we enjoy it. This is no regret. We prepared for it. We anticipated it. We trained our kids for it. We trained ourselves for it. We had plans. We made a plan. And we've carried out that plan and we've fulfilled that plan. We're fulfilling that plan even today. Our home has been an empty nest for many, many years. But it's always ready for the little birds to come back and visit. It's always available. And it's always enjoyed and always anticipated with great joy. You know, this issue of the empty nest, is it true? Is it an empty nest? Or is it the empty wife, the empty mother? Is it the empty father? Is it the empty husband? Is it the empty parents? You know, if your life is empty, then when kids leave, no matter how long or under what circumstances, it's going to be a day of depression. It's going to be a day of sadness. Because you have nothing to really fulfill your life with. You've put everything into the children. You fulfilled your life through your children, by your children, thinking that you did a good thing, thinking that you were a good parent. But you know what? You weren't. Because a good parent takes care of themselves also. A good parent prepare, prepares for their future also. A good parent blends the child's current life, their future life, with your life as a parent at all these stages. It doesn't matter that you kind of turn the reins over to somebody else or like when they get married or that you just kind of back off and forget them 
when they leave to college. No, you have an ongoing involvement and commitment and life presence in your children, no matter where they are, why they left your home, or how long they're going to be gone. Empty nesters need not be empty parents. So, first of all, you have to look at yourself. Are you a strong parent? Have you prepared yourself? Are you educated? Do you have hobbies? Do you have investments? Do you have friends? Do you have colleagues? Do you have clubs? Do you have organizations? Do you have things that you do that make life a meaningful experience for you on a day-to-day -day basis, whether the children are home or gone? And have you done the right thing as a parent? Have you prepared your children to leave the home? Have you taught them the independent living skills? Have you taught them the attitude of independence and self-reliance and uh, self-responsibility? You know, have you invested in them so that they have all the skills and all the knowledge that is necessary to not only leave the home, but to leave it successfully and live their life successfully, whether they go on to college, they get married, or they just move across town to live independently. So are you as a parent doing your job? Are you preparing your kids? Are you preparing yourself? And it, is it a win-win situation that you're aiming for, that goal? And do you experience that at some point in time in life? That's a win-win. I would say, Bernice and I have a win-win situation. We've experienced it. We know what it is. We enjoy it. And we appreciate it. And we celebrate it, even with our own kids. We have three of them. They've all left the home. Now, you know, the issue here is mothers and fathers. You know, mothers obviously sometimes have a much stronger uh, time uh, dealing with this issue of the empty nest. You know, mothers often will have a time when uh, they feel they're needed. They're the nurturer of the family. They're the, the emotional support for their children. They're the connecting link. Their kids to the community, their kids to the school, the kids to the church, the kids to the father, the kids to the neighbors, and friends, and so on. Mothers have played an enormously strong role in the life of their children and raising them to be independent and successful and to move on in life without guilt, without shame, but with the anticipation of success and achievement. So mothers have a tough time in this area of the empty nest. That's why I say is an empty nest or is an empty mother? Because a mother should be strong, she should have her own interests, she should have her own hobbies, she should have her own friends, she should have her own commitments and her own goals and her objectives. And she should have a program, a plan that she's succeeding in and achieving and developing as a person as well as a person of the community. So mothers have a hard time, that's true. Fathers, sure they have a hard time. They don't show it. But I know what it's like. Fathers have a hard time when their kids leave, sometimes especially girls. You know, there's a certain amount of protectiveness that fathers assume for their family. And when kids are gone, you're kind of helpless because you can't provide that protectiveness for your kids that you always have or always thought you should. That you're taking on as your responsibility as a father. And truly, that's true. So fathers have a hard time 
because it's a matter of trusting their kids, a matter of trusting the people that they associate with. It's trusting the new husband that comes into their life, the new boyfriend that comes into their life, trusting the school to which they go to, and the professors, and being able to just let the kids go and have a growth experience of some kind. So fathers have a hard time. Often they'll bury that hard time in work. They just work more hours. But you know, sometimes they just enjoy life. And they've done their job. They've done their duty. Mother and father together. They've fulfilled their responsibility. And they can openly and freely and comfortably let their children go. It's the bird that flies out of the nest. Now, there are different kind of empty nests. You have to kind of understand that this is not just kind of a one kind of a thing. All kinds of them. You know, there's the shrinking nest. Well, the shrinking nest is, of course, you have three kids, you have four kids, and they leave one at a time. You know, maybe two will leave, or they leave on a different kind of schedule. But that over time, they've just gradually left the nest. So the nest has gradually shrunk in size and in content. And... The last one finally leaves, and that's when the empty nest really takes hold. But the parents have had that opportunity to test out and to try and experience what it's like to let go of one, and then let go of the second, and then let go of the third, and, and so on, in this shrinking nest kind of way. And in some ways, that's kind of a nice way to do it. Because parents learn how to live with the nest empty. Learn how to live with the nest emptier what it used to be. And when you learn that you can make it, you learn that you can enjoy life, you learn that you can fulfill, have a fulfilled life, even though all the kids are not present, you've done your job, you've done a good thing, you know, as a parent. So let the kids leave. That's the right thing to do. That's the honorable thing to do. Train them, teach them, prepare them, assure them, support them, affirm them, in their going, as well as their coming back for these brief visits. But you as a parent are there to be supportive of your kids' new directions in life. And it's often one at a time. So it's not an emptiness that all of a sudden occurs, unless you have an only child. But it's usually a shrinking nest as they move out one at a time. You know, then there's this kind of experimental nest that you might want to consider. You know, that's when your kids are gone for a short time. You know, they may go to camp, summer camp, for a week or two weeks, and they're gone. Sometimes one or two are gone, or maybe all of them are gone. Or, like our kids, they've gone for a period of time, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, on a church mission program. And they've gone to some country, and it worked. That's good. We had a daughter that went to Sweden for a school year. You see, that's the kind of experimental emptiness. It gave us, as parents, opportunity to try out living a life without all the children present. And we've had times when we have learned to live our life without any of the children present, because they've all were involved in some kind of activity, usually during the summer. So it's a good thing to have these experimental nest experiences. Encourage your kids to go. Encourage your children to go for a week or two weeks on a program of some type, or some kind of a trip or some kind of a camping experience or a mission experience or whatever it might be, encourage your children to do that because it gives you opportunity to get the feel for and know the essence of an empty nest. 
we just kind of let it happen on this kind of gradual experimental basis. Try it. Then, of course, there's the revolving nest. You know, the revolving nest, of course, is when the kids leave and then they come back. You know, there is a time when maybe one of your kids left home, got married, and then had a divorce. Unfortunately, and came back home and lived for a week, a month, six months, a year, you know, whatever. And then leaves again. It's kind of that revolving uh, nest that sometimes takes place, that boomerang kind of nest that takes place. Sometimes it should be for economic reasons. The kid moves out naturally and rightly and, and properly. And then the reality hits. The economy goes down the drain. They lose a job. They can't support themselves. Where do they turn? Well, of course, as a parent, you open your nest and let them come back and return for a short time while they recoup, while they reorganize, and then move forward again. Sometimes that's come a, a month or two. But it shouldn't be very long. Once your kids have that sense that they have to come back to reorganize and then move forward, be there for them. Be available for them. And don't look upon it as an unfortunate or negative you know, kind of experience. It's a very important thing you know, to do. So these kind of emptiness are very, very uh, important to us in the way that we do it. There's another one called the expanding nest. Kids leave home. <laughs> get married, have children. Before you know it, they're coming back home in a visitation arrangement themselves, but with a child or two children or three children and whatever it might be. So now your nest is expanding once again. It shrunk, it was empty, and now it is filled up again with grandchildren. A great time in your life, a great experience in your life. That's why it's important before you're nest expands that you've had an, a favorable and an honorable and a pleasant positive experience in the empty nest for a number of years so that you have that experience of what an empty nest can be and is in a positive way but your kids come back and expand that nest you say interestingly about people parents if they're 40 to 49 most of these parents look forward to their marriage in the future as having now more time. That in their marriage, they have more time together to do things and to enjoy things and to enjoy their life together. Just more time. Where the kids took all the time. Kids took all the energy. They sapped you of energy when they were home because they lived an active life. But when they're gone, that empty nest, and you're in that age bracket of 40 to 49, you probably see yourself having an empty nest with more time to do your own thing and to do something with your spouse and to enjoy life that you've never had before. However, in contrast, people 50 to 59 years of age look forward to the empty nest because it's opportunity for greater companionship with their spouse. See, when you're in the 50s, it's companionship that you really cherish and value. When you're in your 40s, it's time that you cherish and value. Because it gives you opportunity to fulfill some of the hobbies and interests that you have had, but you put on the shelf because of your kids. And you weren't able to really live your life in the way of some of the things you wanted to. You sacrificed a great deal for your kids.
And we do that, by the way. And it's the right thing to do. It's the proper thing to do. But once the kids are gone and you're in your 40s, now there's opportunity to bring about some of the things that you've always wanted to do, together as well as separately. When you're in the 50s, you enjoy the companionship. And when you're in the 60s, you enjoy the companionship. And when you're in the 70s, you enjoy the companionship. And so on. So, emptiness is kind of an interesting topic. It's an important one. Important for us to think about it, plan ahead, give some thought to it, talk about it, and make some effort that the empty nest in your house is going to be a positive experience and something that you'll be able to expand your life and make your, uh, yourself a greater person, a stronger person, a more interesting person, a more fulfilling person, a person with greater energy and greater opportunity to fulfill. If you're an empty nest, here's a couple things you might want to do. If you're an empty nester, here's a couple things you want to do. Reinvent your marriage. Make it different. Have a different kind of marriage than you had before. Develop new and old hobbies. You know, we all have hobbies. We all have these avocations and interests. Develop them. Take up a new sport. Take up tennis. Take up golf. You know, whatever it might be. Go to the gym. Take up an activity of some type. But get involved in a sporting event that you never had done before or you always wanted to. Start going fishing together. Take a daily walk together. Do your exercise together. Go back to school. Take a night class. Take adult education together or separately. But start taking classes again and open up your mind and open up your learning opportunities. Learn the Internet. Use it. Become an expert in it. Change your career, perhaps. Maybe this is an opportunity now for you. You've always wanted to change your career. Kids are gone, here's your opportunity to change your career. Become involved in your club, a group, a group, a club, or a church, or some place where you come together with other people. Get deeper involved, more involved. Take leadership opportunity. You might even want to move to a new home, get a new start, scale down. You may want to develop a relationship with People in your neighborhood in a way that you'd be never had before in a support way. Maybe you want to become a foster parent. Maybe you want to kind of mentor a teenager. Find a teenager in your area, in your realm of experience that just is struggling and having a hard time. Or a young kid pregnant needs help. Or a young kid married and needs some guidance and some mentoring. Be a mentor. You know, there's things you can do. You see, sure there's more time. And sure, there's opportunity for companionship. You can put both of those together. More time for companionship. And companionship to live your life for other people, with other people, and involved in other, the lives of other people and activities and experiences and uh, exercises of various kinds that you can become involved in. In other words, your life can become rich and full and very fulfilling. So embrace the journey of the empty nest. You know, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. You know, so anytime that you face a new opportunity, greet it with a huge hug. Greet it with a hug. Welcome the opportunities that the empty nest brings into your life and embrace that journey, fulfill it and enjoy it and make it a life of great pleasure and great achievement and satisfaction and 
develop your companionship that you have always had, but you had to share it with the children. Now you can focus on each other and make it a interesting and a positive experience, you know, together. Live your life in a integrated way as an empty nest. But don't think of it as an empty nest. But certainly don't see yourself as an empty woman or as an empty man, empty father, empty mother. Don't do that. Be a fulfilled mother, a fulfilled father, a fulfilling parent. And just welcome your kids back into the nest whenever that's appropriate and timely. But make your nest available to others and make your nest available to your own family as they return for support and encouragement and refreshment and just for the enjoyment of family life. Memory building, if you will. Building bonds that never break. And even when kids are gone, when they come back, you build bonds and build memories that you wouldn't have done otherwise. So it's a great time in life. And I hope it is for you. But I also have to say this. I know some of you, I know it's true, have a sad nest to live in. For many reasons, it's a sad nest. And it's a depressed net. nest. And it's one of those nests that just is not fun to come home to at night. And not fun to stay in over the whole long weekend. Maybe when you're working, it's okay. But when you're at home at night or home on the weekend, it's no fun place to be. Unfortunately, the nests for some have great pain. Great, the memories of great pain. But rise above it. Bring that home into a new context. Put that home on the marketplace of life and rebuild life and rebuild the memories and put into it new memories and new opportunities and new enjoyment and bring people into your life that can share that nest with you in a way that is honorable and pleasing and appropriate and good for all. It's your home. It's your place where your heart is. Sometimes that heart's broken. And sometimes that heart is full of joy. May we move from a broken heart to a heart that's full of joy. At the time when the empty nest comes to you. When it's your turn. Okay, this has been the Psychology Report. Thanks for joining me. And uh, this has been a good topic. And I trust that you will benefit from it. In a personal way, share it with somebody that might need to know about this topic and might need to have a little thinking about it and some discussion. Just give them the website and tell them how to get there and just the psychologyreport.buzzsprouts.com and have them click on this one and just have them listen to it. It's an important message for a lot of people. We're up to about 23,000 people who listen and, and listenings or plays that we've had over the course of the year and a month that we've been on the air. So um, a lot of people do listen. A lot of people do pay attention to what's going on in this report. So um, share it and make it a part of the uh, influence that you have upon other people. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, booksbyhedberg.com. There's a lot of different books there that would be available for you and your reading and for your reading enjoyment over the fall months now. So pick up a book and read it. 
you'll find it to be very helpful. Okay? Bye for now.